0: After Jesus left, he told the disciples that they should go to the streets and that they should be the hands and the feet because Jesus was no longer there. So how do you do that? How do you go to the street? You know, did you have to be like Peter and James and John, did you have to have that anointing? Well, based on scriptures, it says that the same resurrection power that lived in Jesus is in us as we become believers. And so we actually can do the same thing that the apostles did, that with our shadow even, we can heal the sick. Well, my guest is Sean Hurley, and he's with Happy Hands Ministry, and Sean has been hitting the streets like nobody I've ever seen. He is on a mission to eradicate sickness, and he is just a text, a message, or a phone call away. And Sean's motto is, if you are sick, call me, and I'll come out. So thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. You are just such a, a, a blessing.
1: Thank you, Lisa. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, the last time that you were here, which I think was like a year ago, I mean, I think you were kind of just starting this out, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, kind of going out on the streets a lot more.
0: And yeah, going to the streets a lot more, I think is an understatement. It's like every single day, there's like a new testimony of what you're doing. And the thing that I love that you do is you make yourself so accessible. And and do you really feel like God has really kind of given you that burden, or is that just something because of your love for Jesus that you just—it's just in your heart?
1: It's uh, it, it's it's actually a little bit of both, and I I just want to see everybody healed. I, I really want God to be glorified and see everybody healed wherever I go.
0: Well, I think everybody does. I mean, but, you know, you really put your money where your mouth is because you have some of the stuff that you have written and we've been trying to figure out how we can kind of get you back on the show. But you've been so busy. You, you actually took a missions trip, I think, with your wife in Africa last, uh, I think it was April. Is that correct? Or was it
1: uh, yeah, February? In February. Yeah, February. OK, so
0: in February. So, you know, you guys went to Africa. You guys, you must have seen amazing things in Africa. Because it's a very different understanding about Jesus, correct?
1: Correct. And the things, it started immediately. I mean, as soon as we got off of the airplane, we got on a bus to go to uh, Michael's Children's Village in South Africa. The woman riding in the back of the bus, my wife actually had to ride up front, and I struck up a conversation with her and, and told her what the Lord does through me. And she actually had a bad back, and in the back of the van as we're riding, her leg grew out and all of her pain left, and I, and I got to witness the gospel to her.
0: That's awesome. So so basically, you hit ground in Africa, and you start running.
1: <laughs> right. That's it. Just boom.
0: What were some of the other things that you saw that happened in Africa? Because they really do have such a—they're so um, accepting when when Jesus is, is brought to their attention, correct?
1: Uh, the people in Africa I, I've been there twice and the people in Africa have that childlike faith that God is everything and he can do all things and it, it makes healing kind of easy if, if that's a good word he is and uh, the first day or actually the first night we arrived late and they were having a meeting and a woman, breathing just went south and she was really struggling and one of the pastors called me over and i prayed for her and she was just just instantly healed um and the next morning we're in church service a little three-year-old boy broke his arm and they actually brought him to me and uh and god instantly healed the broken bone mended it right there
0: wow Uh,
1: it was it was so incredible, and there were there were men of God there that uh, I admire, but I happen to be blessed. they brought him to me, so it's kind of fun,
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think that because you're so willing, like there is no obstacle that you see. That's bigger than Jesus, which is the way that we should be. But I think because of our fears and because of lack of training and, you know, because of our lack of faith, there are certain things that we're like, Ooh, yeah, not, not that Lord, <laughs> you know, so, but you don't care. I mean, I, I read one of your stories where you actually went in and you prayed for a family and I think it was the son who was autistic and didn't speak, correct?
1: He did not speak. No, he did not speak uh, to me at all. No, that's right. and, and Yeah, that's right. He, uh, he had a lot of trouble speaking. He didn't speak the whole time I was there until I left as I'm leaving. He, he looks at me and he said something like, thank you, Sean. And we all just looked at each other, which was clear as day. No garbled speech. Uh, that was amazing.
0: See, and, but, but somebody would think, oh gosh, phew, autism, oh, that's a big one. You know, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if that can be healed. And of course, you know, we'll also go, well, maybe God is allowing this because it's going to strengthen the family. Seriously, that stuff gets me a little crazy, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just well, saying should... that there are some people who, who, who do things or say things like that. I just, I personally just don't believe that.
1: No, and Lisa, it's. Uh, believe me, those voices when I go in, you know, that voice will try and go, "Oh, this is this," and put things in categories where I've come to learn that there's no, there are no categories. You, you just there's no one thing harder than another, only to the the carnality of my own mind. So I quickly dismiss that and say, "Yeah, God, let's get this." That's it. So
0: and, and I it think that you're just—well, well, you're coming into agreement with, with the Father. Yes. I mean, because if some—that's that, what Jesus did, is he says, I don't do anything unless I see my Father in heaven do it first, right? Right. Okay, right. So, so basically, if, if, if the circumstances are allowing this to happen— and it could be, see, some people think that it's, well, you know, you have to see the person and the light has to shine in a 45 degree angle. And <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and,
1: and
0: and sometimes that is the case because somebody is afraid and timid about doing it. So that they really want to be sure that they're hearing correctly. And I respect that. I completely respect that. But God is so simple that if somebody's sitting on the Listen, if somebody tells me that they have pain out of the blue, there's no question in my mind what I'm supposed to do. There's just no question. You know, it's like you're talking about pain to me. Really? (laughs) Well, we can take care of that pain if you want. (laughs) But that's the other thing. Now, when you when you pray for people, how many people are like, no, I'm good.
1: Uh, so many people, when I offer to pray, they'll say, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm good. And as I continue the conversation, it's almost starting like a very quick relationship and a trust as we start speaking. And then before I've done, oh, yeah, yeah, I have this thing that bothers me, and they'll start speaking. And, um, and so I said, listen, right now, God will... And the way that I speak, Lisa... Everything is God will take that right now. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind.
0: Well, because he's and, a good and I pray
1: and, and, it, and it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it just what have there been some things you know because you know the Bible talks about that you know well Jesus had some unconventional methods like you know he had to spit in mud and put it on somebody's eyes like that one kind of threw right. me for a while you know <laughs> there there have been i mean there are are people who are are very strong um faith healers like i think it was kenneth Kenneth e. hagan who and, and and correct me if i'm wrong but he punched somebody in the stomach in order to get them healed <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I there mean, were, there were, uh, there was Wigglesworth would punch people. Well, maybe Smith it was Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth.
0: Maybe it was Wigglesworth. Yeah. You know, he would punch people and, in the stomach.
1: And they would be healed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I, I, I'm standing in an apartment one time with a woman and I'm by myself. And uh, the Holy Spirit whispered into my spirit. She had a bipolar and her hip was in great pain her back her leg was short in her neck severe pain and she had a lot of voices in her head holy spirit said to me i want you to blow in her ear and i said to myself what and he said blow into her ear and i said to her i said um Penny, I said, um, I haven't bought you dinner or anything yet, but I'd like to blow into your ear. Holy Spirit, I'm real uncomfortable. And she starts laughing. And she goes, I, I trust you. Uh-huh. I said, okay. And I blew in her ear, and she goes to me, that's impossible. And the look on her face was priceless. I said, what's going on? She goes, it came out the other side. And then she starts screaming, it's me, it's me again, Uh, it's me. And and all of her pain, all of her pain left the bipolar, the voices were
0: gone. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Well, you know, (laughs) I I sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, God does some kooky stuff. Like, like, it's funny because you said that, that you, you blew in her ear. There was one time that there was a woman who had, what did she have? She, her, t- something in her testicle, uh, not testicles, in her ovaries, she, she had something where there was some, gosh, I, I can't think of what it was called, Of uh, not fibrocystic tumors, but she, she had something that was stopping her fallopian tubes from producing eggs, okay, because I'm not mm-hmm. I don't understand medical but but God gave me the word and 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 well actually she told me what was what it was
1: like fibroids
0: it wasn't fibroids but it was actually but it but and it it was so funny because when I when I asked her what's going on with cuz I as soon as I touched her the Lord showed me something in her ovaries and so I I said to my friend, who happened to just kind of, we, we ran into each other at this conference, and I said, because she's a doctor, what is this? And she says, oh, that's when your, your fallopian tubes, the egg kind of gets stuck, and so it doesn't drop. And I went, and, oh, okay, so all right, so now I'm, I'm into the right place. And the Lord told me to blow on her uterus. And I'm like, what? Right. So he told me to blow on her uterus. So I said, the Lord just told me to blow. And she said, okay. And so I blew on her uterus. And, um, and I asked the Lord after, I said, Lord, what is that? He goes, it's the breath of life.
1: Amen.
0: And I said, Amen. "Oh, I got it." Okay. So what he was doing uh, is he was blowing into a place that was that there was no life. Life could not be. Uh, and so he he told me to blow, and it's interesting because there was a couple who couldn't conceive, and I prayed with them, and I blew on them. I blew on her. I explained everything. And she did conceive. She lost the baby, unfortunately. But then I, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I go. That's not fair. You can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. She got pregnant again, and she went right. of, and the baby's beautiful and healthy, and she, she, it's just really cool. But you wouldn't think that God would say blow, especially like you being a man and her being a woman. Like, why would He? Why would he do that? But see, God will right. use some of the unconventional things to get somebody's attention. So what are some of the other crazy kind of strange things that, that Daddy has made you do?
1: <laughs> well, besides the, the, the blowing has been so effective, but praying into the, the handkerchiefs, you know, I haven't had a lot of requests for those lately, but there was a point where I was sending them actually all over the world. Uh, the shadow. Of course.
0: Oh, Um, let's, let's just stop there, shall we? Because right before we came, right before we started the show, I said to Sean that he was actually, I see this like Peter thing going on in him and I see his shadow actually healing people. He's like, well, funny, you should mention that. So why don't you, why don't you kind of share about what happened with your shadow?
1: Well, uh, uh, quite a few people, um, out on the streets, I deal with a lot of people who, they, of course, they they know of God, but they're not really following or or even interested in following God. And some of them are real skittish, and they don't want you to touch them. And I just, I walked up to this man one time who had uh, leg pain, foot pain, and you know, I just started speaking to him about the love of God, and if he had any pain in his body, it'll take you right now. And uh, he said, my leg and foot. And it was just downloaded, like, in an instant. I said, listen, I'm just going to have my shadow touch your foot, and it'll be healed. Now, I've seen people do this, you know, and and like um, my friend um, John in in, uh, New Jersey, John Latini, I've seen him do this on video, but I've never done it. But, So I just cast my shadow and I said, "Now just wait a second and the pain will go. And, um, the guy's looking at me like, I said, move your foot. And he's moving his foot and all the pain is gone. It's just completely gone. That's so cool. It it is. It's crazy. I remember being out on the street one time, uh, with my, uh, my uh, brother in Christ, Joe, and, uh as we're walking past this bus stop, the Holy Spirit stops me, and I'm frozen. And I declared a loud voice. I said, we are two Christian men, and if you have anything, sickness or pain in your body, God is here right now, and I'm yelling this, and he will heal you completely. And the bus stop is packed. Well, nobody <laughs> took us up. We're, we just look like a couple of crazy people. But what that did— the boldness there that day when we walked the streets we were just able to point at anybody with sickness and disease and it was healed immediately out of their bodies okay it was it was crazy
0: okay so let's 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 just stop for just one <laughs> second okay because this is um this is really this this is hitting a, a hot button for a lot of people. So you would point to people who were sick and you would say, be healed in Jesus name. Correct?
1: Right. Correct.
0: Okay. Did you ask them if they wanted to be healed first? Yes. Okay. So every person, I, okay. I'm just making sure. So every person that you asked, you asked first, do they want to be healed?
1: I said, do you have sickness or pain in your body? And they would respond uh, for an example, young girl, yes, I have uh, back pain uh, right now. We're standing in the middle of a bridge. And I said, listen, I'm going just to point, and God will take your pain. And I would declare back pain, get out of her now in the name of Jesus. And I would say, move your body. And she checked it, and she looking at her friend, and she starts laughing because it's all
0: gone. That's awesome. Okay, just, yeah. just because there are a lot of people who think, well— If the person's faith isn't strong enough, see, I'm trying to do a little bit of myth busters here. I'm trying to to get rid of some of the things that people believe about healing, because some of the things that I have seen personally, let me tell you something. I didn't even have a grid for what was going on and Jesus just did it. So (laughs) you know what I mean?
1: Okay. So let me... Let me break a myth, a real big myth that I've heard in in many churches and many circles myself, that it's impossible. Here's a double whammy. It's impossible for God to heal an atheistic gay man. Let's start there. Okay. I'm out on the streets in Connecticut near the shoreline uh, with a friend of mine. And I'm, and I'm walking around praying for people. And two openly middle aged gay men are walking down the street. And I stop and I say, Listen, God thinks you are amazing and he loves you both. Is there anything I can pray for you in your body? He will come and take it immediately. And he goes, We don't believe in God and uh, we're gay. And I said, It doesn't matter what you believe who you are he loves you let me pray for you and one of the men goes I have pain in my hip I have arthritis and in my knee I said okay I'm just gonna point and God's gonna heal you and I point and command it out and I said check it and all of his pain completely gone and they're just looking at each other I said do you see he loves you
0: oh my gosh you are making a great- me cry <laughs>
1: Yeah. Have a great day. Have a great day. He thinks you're amazing and God loves you. And I'm on my way.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh come on it now. Is awesome. That is, it is that awesome. is so good. That is so good. And and just think. Just think about. I, w- I just recently saw a video on, on uh Facebook. That there was some concert that a friend of mine went to and there were people who, who love Jesus, they love Jesus, but they were saying people were gonna burn in hell and God hates them and oh, oh it's just and it was breaking. Oh. It it broke my heart, but it also broke her heart because oh. she has such an amazing ministry. And she just loves on people in New Orleans. I mean, she just, she's just amazing. She's an amazing woman of God. And oh. so it was breaking her heart. And it's like, what would you do with that? Because see, we need to love them too. <laughs> we need to love them too. We love, need to love too. everybody. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, you, I have... Oh oh my gosh. Oh don't get me going. No man.
0: no please please because you know I, what look holy spirit is taking it into this whole place so let's let's oh just go gosh. with it. It's okay.
1: Listen I have I have prayed for so many people that religion has discarded churches have discarded I I have prayed for gay women, gay men, alcoholics, addicts in the streets. People higher than kites, and God, in his great love for people, has healed every single one. I have had, I have been at house gatherings with openly gay people, that their legs have grown out, God has touched their hearts, and they don't know what's going on. How can this be? I said, he loves you. It doesn't matter if you even think he exists or not. He loves you. You're so important that he sent his son to redeem your life. And they're just looking at me like, we've never heard anything like this. I said, this is the gospel. Mm. This is the truth.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow. You know, and, oh. and it, it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart because there are so many people, you know, I remember when I was working at the, in cosmetics, I was doing this woman who was openly gay and, uh, and I said that I, you know, I, have prayed and I said, I pray for people and she's like, that's, that's just like so cool. And I looked at her, and I said, I'll pray for you. She was shocked. Yeah. She goes, you would pray for me? I said, absolutely. Of course. God loves you. She goes, why? Well, I, 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 I believe that. I said, Good because it's true. I said, he loves it's you. True. I said, so you don't, I would, I would be honored to pray for you. And I think she was really, she just looked at me. She really, she almost wanted to cry. She's like, you're going to make me cry. I said, well, that's not me. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Lisa, I said, uh, I, go ahead. Oh,
1: no, no. I, I I'm just recalling all these things.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now. Uh, there's been so many. i I. I'm in Florida and I was hosted down there a couple years back by a friend of mine, my first healing ministry away. And I went down there and so many miracles on the beach. But then my friend's friend called her, who is a gay married woman to a woman, and her her mother's in the hospital in ICU. And it's late at night, it's been a long day. And she goes, Would you want to go to I said, Let's do it, let's go. She's in ICU. So we go into the room. I meet her, first of all, and her husband, however you would term that, the other woman didn't want anything to do with me. And I could sense in my spirit, she's thinking Christian. She's thinking Mm. condemnation. She's hurt her whole life. Yeah. And I I got it right. And uh, so we go into the hospital room. I tell this other woman, you're amazing. God loves you. She's got pain in her body. I pray, instantly gone. We go into the mother's room. The glory of God falls in the ICU unit in that room. That the the two women, the gay women, the gay woman and my friend, they have to hold on to the bed because the weight of the glory is pushing them to the floor.
0: Wow! It,
1: it was incredible, and the mother healed. Boom! And we go back out, and her partner approaches as because we're leaving, and I said. How you doing? I introduced myself. I said, "Listen, you're amazing," and and I could see her. She just was looking at me. I said, "You're amazing. God loves you." I just started pouring in the Father's love, and this woman was expecting a Christian, whatever she had heard through the years. And I told her how great and incredible her her life was to God. Uh, You should have saw her countenance. It just changed instantly.
0: That's awesome, and, and, and
1: I can tell you stories, Lisa, of holding hands with hookers on the streets of Springfield and telling them that they're princesses and how much God loves them, and their lives changing. You could see, like, what do you mean I'm valuable? Yes, it's just beautiful. It's good stuff, and,
0: and it's the truth. That's it is. that's the thing. You're not you're not just selling them a bunch of um, of dreams and fantasies. You're telling them the truth, (laughs) truth. you know, that they were born with a purpose, that they were born with a destiny, that they were, that they were actually formed by the father in mother's womb, in their mother's womb, they were formed by the hands of their father, (laughs) you know, and, and a father who forms his child, how could that father turn away From that baby, never, 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 never. never. It's
1: not Lisa. It's not preached. Love is not preached in so many places.
0: Nope, nope, it's not. You know, it's it. What's really interesting? I was just recently reading Revelations. Okay, and I was just reading about it and stuff, and I was thinking, you know, you know, oh, that Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years, and everybody goes, woo, 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 you know, but then he's unleashed again. Yeah. Now, I thought about it for the first time and I thought, well, why would God do that? Because God created Satan. And guess what? He still loves him. Because he loves 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 him. He loves, because he is a God of love and a God who loves, loves everyone. Everyone.
1: God loves everyone.
0: That's right. He loves everyone. So, I mean, really think about it. Because he could just eliminate Satan. Done. But yet, yeah. he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. He gives him a second chance.
1: I ne- I've, never, I've never thought of that. I've never, ever thought
0: of that. That he, didn't, wow. he doesn't destroy him. And and the gifts. Because when he created the angels, the angels all had gifting. Right? Because angels right. help us. They're our helpers. They have, right. They right. have gifts from the Father. And when they were thrown out of heaven, he didn't take, he didn't strip them. He didn't strip them because, see, angels have a free will, just like we do. Right. And if if an angel who is in the presence of God, who knows God is real and says, no, I don't want to serve you anymore. And they get thrown out of heaven, but yet they get to take their stuff with them. That's love. That's love. It, love is you know, so it, much bigger than what we think it is.
1: Love is, and his love is so, it's just so unconditional. Yeah. I, and I remember, and I think we spoke about this uh, last year or something, I remember living like hell for 30 years after knowing the Holy Spirit and having God in my life and the miracles and stuff and turning away, and God, 30 years later, whispering in my ear, I love you. I it's never been about you loving me. It's been about my love for you. And I'm saying, you love
0: me. Yep.
1: How could you love me after all I've done? It's never been based on what you've done or what you haven't done.
0: I mean, if we really think about the crucifixion, okay, if we truly, truly think about it, you know, God emptied himself of his deity. He, he emptied right. himself of being God, came as man, came as Jesus, okay, Dealt with all the stuff. And until he was filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, which is the same Holy Spirit that fills his believers, that be, that his right. children, okay, that's when he started to do his stuff. That's when his, that's when his ministry started. And right. in that ministry, all he did is loved on people. The that's only it. people that he, he rebuked were the people who said that they knew God right. <laughs> or who knew that's him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, and, and, but the things that really got him the most upset was when they were doing things out of love. They were not doing things in love. They were doing things in judgment. They were doing things with bitterness. They were doing things with a motive. They were doing things, you know, that were hurting people. Those were the things that upset him. Those were the things because it wasn't being done in love. And that is why the love gospel is so important. And that is why I believe that in 1 Corinthians, it talks about love is patient and love is kind. That love holds no records of wrong. See, that's, that proves about what the cross did.
1: That's right.
0: Because that's right. once the cross came and we ask for forgiveness, it holds no records of wrong. There is That's right. There's so much that we're and I believe, you know, one of the things that God's been talking to me is he, he is starting a love revolution. And I believe that there are so many people who are catching wind of this love revolution. I mean, he definitely has talked to me about the, you know, the love, well, to be loved, to act in love and to teach about love. So a lot of the videos that I've been doing on, on Facebook live has been about what does love look like? How do we teach love? Because what the world sees as love and what god sees as love are two completely different things and the things that you were doing Sean you were showing the father's love so what what happened after you had these encounters especially from women who thought that god disregarded them and thought of them as 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 nothing as dirt as as an atrocity and an abomination like what what happened after that encounter
1: well, what what has happened with a lot of those women is they're left with a touch. I mean, uh, of, of just feeling the love of God and knowing that he's real, uh, especially when they're healed. And because before they're healed, if they have pain in their body, they're kind of not on board. But once they're actually healed, it opens up the door where I can speak with them like, do you, do you see, just put it in plain terms, do you see you're healed? God healed you, and if he didn't love you, why would he even bother to heal you? We start there. And I, and I can just speak into their lives and, and just give them that piece of truth and plant that seed. I'm kind of a seed planter is, is what I am. I, said, I plant a seed of love, physical healing, uh, um, boy, so many voices. Out on the street, I encounter a lot of people with that, that voice, that condemning, fearful, anxiousness. Uh, you know, Holy Spirit just takes a lot of that away out of people's lives. And you know, these women, they, they actually feel loved, especially like, you know, when I'm praying with prostitutes out on the street, men use them for their pleasure. So men are men are men. And when a man comes up to them and wants nothing from them and loves them and actually prays and their bodies, get healed. It's really the first touch of love. I mean, and then to equate that, that this is really God. He's loving on you. It makes a difference. You can see it in their face. And when they start crying and those tears of that, the Holy Spirit is just softening that hard heart that they've been carrying around. It's a, there's no greater satisfaction for me when somebody's crying in the middle of the street as the holy spirit is just softening their hearts
0: and and that's the beauty that's the beauty of the father is that as yeah. the tears as the tears start to flow the hardened ground starts to become soft because what yes. happens are most of the tears that they cry hardens their heart more so it's actually a reversal instead of those tears hardening their hearts that those tears are starting to softening that ground because it's, it's being and, done by the Holy Spirit.
1: That's what keeps me it really keeps me going like well, you had mentioned like, I put my number out there. I have seen so many miracles through either telephone conversations. People have been healed text messaging. There is no limitation on how God can touch a person. I, I have prayed for people in their, their. I prayed for this woman with eczema from her head to her toes. She was a non-believer. I prayed. The next day she woke up and her skin was totally clear. Wow! I mean that that'll make you a believer.
0: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> really, there there have been some things, and I think like um, uh, just for instance, I I prayed with someone who they they actually had something that was a birth defect in their hand and when i first saw the hand i was like wait i've never seen that before and it scared me and i'm like well i'm not i'm not touching that you know and it was interesting because you know we were talking and she listens to my show and she's a christian she's a believer and um, what happened is she started to talk about her wrist. And I said, oh, what's going on with your wrist? She goes, it, it hurts. She goes, I have carpal tunnel. And I'm like, oh, I can take care of that.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: And, and, the whole, and, and Jehovah Sneaky tricked me into touching that hand. And wait, wait. But Sean, this is the crazy, crazy part of it. So I'm praying over her hand and I start to notice that there are angels and I start seeing gold dust being dropped on her hand. And my sister, who was she's a believer, but not like she believes, but she doesn't believe she's like still on that fence. You know, do I, do I, do I. And so she's watching and she also has some nursing background and she's watching and she's watching this hand start to shrink. The hand, the, the the where the 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 cut from the incision of trying to fix her hand, the the skin tissue, the scar tissue is starting to soften, and and it's starting to become pink instead of white because blood is actually starting to flow through it, and she's seeing she sees the gold dust being fa- it's falling, and we're in a Denny's, and it's like falling on the table. And, it, and I, and I could see the hand shrinking and we did it for like two hours. We were there at the Denny's and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying <laughs> and I'm commanding and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And it's, it's, it's shrinking. Cause I took video of it to show my, and my brother who was a non-believer got to see it and he could see, he could see that it was shrinking, but it didn't go completely down. And I was like, ugh You know, and it's like, those are the things that frustrate me because I'm thinking, oh, man, I didn't have enough time or I I, I didn't have enough faith or what 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 the heck? Why? It should have just like I want I want things just to start moving. And that's what that's what happens with you. Like you say something and it's like, boom, it's done. It is a done deal. Like you don't have to sit there and negotiate with these these things. It seems like you say it and it pretty much moves. So, but that is that true? Or am I just like, <laughs> just,
1: you know, I, I, I'm a blessed man in that area because I, I expect, mm-hmm. and God really has been stretching me some because I'm spoiled. Mm-hmm. I, I expect instant. Okay. And, and, and I actually don't like to pray more than three times. Okay. Or something. I, I expect instant and, uh, because that's all that I've known is instant. And so when something actually takes a couple of weeks, I pray for a, uh, a young man who his Holy Spirit set this up. His mother actually came. She had liver disease and came to my house and God healed her instantly. Her liver caught on fire and she was healed instantly. And to set up this scenario that God knew would take place, her 29-year-old son was in an automobile accident and in a coma. And the doctors wanted to pull the plug on the machine because they had never seen anyone. They said, listen, this man has severe brain damage. And if by some miracle he was able to wake up, he would be in a vegetative type state for, for the rest of his life. So I went down and prayed. And two weeks later, he woke up, no brain damage. Love and it. a month later, he was driving around. He actually called me from his car and said, "Hey, man, uh, my mom told me to
0: <laughs> to call you and say thank you." Oh, that's so. Uh, now, see that that okay? That's going to bring up a whole other can of worms because I believe that we have been conditioned. No disrespect to doctors. So, if doctors are listening, or nurses, or anybody in the medical field, this is not to be disrespectful. But if God is our physician, who do we listen to? Whose report do we listen to? And I think right. that what happens is because everything that doctors say to the families in those conditions is truth, but it's also in fear. Right. And, it, and, it's, and, and, that, and they're speaking death. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. We need to start understanding that as, as a body. We need to start... You know, we need to start filtering out the things that are spoken to us, quite honestly.
1: We, we do. And, and listen, I have been a nurse for 30 years, and I am also right now a nurse manager. And uh, medical strongholds are some of the most difficult things. And I find before praying with people, I, I give them a little education and try to break down some of those medical strongholds. Because the doctors in most generations are God. There, mm-hmm. there is no other That's that right. word, and you are so right. The power of life and death is truly in the tongue, and to take in what we take in and filter it is so important because it builds a stronghold, it leaves a mark, and it can hamper when we pray. And it, I'm, I'm just thinking, so I'm going to tell you this story, and you know, here here's one for the listeners. And this just happened last year, and I haven't shared it with too many people, uh, although I did write a story. Um, I have a nurse friend. Um, she was diagnosed with MS, and her vision was very poor. And due to this, she came to me, and she said, listen, Sean, I really need you to pray for me. I've been diagnosed with MS, and my vision is very, very poor now. Something's going on. And God had healed her of a degenerative hip, a young woman in a, in a liver that was getting killed by medication. One night at a party, I put my hand on her. She was totally healed, didn't need the hip replacement or anything. So she came back. I put my hand on her head. Now, she's a nurse, and she is. we're going through nurse talk and everything, and I just said, listen, God's going to heal you. Let's just get rid of the medical knowledge. He is greater than anything the doctors say to you. I put my hand on her head, and the sweat started pouring out of her body. The vision instantly cleared. She could see clearly. She had to wait two weeks to go to the doctor, and the lesion they found was now gone. No MS.
0: Wow. 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 That's—see, those are the stories— that need to be in every single church. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I really believe that if every single sermon started off with this report from Albuquerque, New Mexico is from a person who <sighs> prayed for somebody and this person got healed. Oh, and this came in from, you know, from Kalamazoo, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if they, just, Lisa, if, that, that, that's what they need to do is they need to start to encourage the body.
1: Let me share a personal story. God taught me this about doctors, and no disrespect to doctors. Mm -hmm. But he taught me about the power of life and death in the tongue. So I had a condition called Barrett's esophagus. One day I'm standing in my kitchen, and I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to stop drinking coffee. The doctor said it's not good for my throat. And This was, of course, years later, but I remembered what he said. So all of a sudden that night, I had severe pains in my body and in my knees and in my everywhere. And, I, and I'm trying to think. Um, for over two weeks, I suffered in my body and severe pain everywhere. And I'm saying, what is going on? And I'm rebuking and I'm repenting and I'm asking, praying. And, and uh, Holy Spirit had mercy on me about two, two and a half weeks later. I'm laying in my bed at night praying, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he goes, you put the doctor's word above my word. And I said, oh, you are, I am so sorry. I repent immediately. Every pain left my body. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, every, every
1: single pain,
0: everything is about choice. God gives us choice. Do we want to believe the doctor? Okay. Then we believe the doctor. Right. Do we want to believe Jesus? Okay. Then we believe Jesus. And there are people, right. look, there are people that, that, you know, there have been situations that didn't turn out how I believe they should have. And right. so... You know, I I had to ask the father. I'm like, Lord, what the heck? What happened? Like, I really believed that this was going to turn out differently. And that person was going to live. And the Lord said to me, he and I, and I said, and and even at the funeral, I was waiting for the casket to start moving. I was so convinced. And, but you know, what's so crazy about that, Sean, Um, at that particular funeral, I was not the only person who thought that. Now, I was not the only person. Now, that's a rarity <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to everybody. Like, pretty much, I would say, at least 25% of the people that were there believed that that casket was going to open. They believed that's that that awful. guy was going to—no, they really did.
1: That's so good.
0: Now, but the, you know what the Lord said to me? He said nobody laid what? hands on him. Nobody commanded him to come back.
1: Oh, no.
0: And, and he said this to me, Okay. And later I went to go meet with some, uh, some friends and I shared what this revelation that the Holy Spirit had given me. And one of the women broke down crying and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, what happened? She goes, God told me to go and put my hands on him and command him to come back. And I, and I told oh, my husband no. and my husband said, don't do it. You, you'll make, you'll embarrass everybody and upset everybody.
1: Oh no. She Oh, that's so painful. She oh, and I father.
0: said and I felt so bad. I felt so bad because I didn't know. I truly did not know. But I I it was really bothering me. It was really, really bothering me. You know? And then, then there have been times that the Lord has talked to me about that it is a if a person wants to go, he will take them. Right. It is their choice. There are some people who don't want to fight. There are people who are fighting for their loved ones, but their loved ones, they're like, you know what? I'm done. I'd rather go home and be with Jesus. I know. And so know. they just give up the fight and they say, Lord, take me. And he goes, okay. And that's it. So, you know, right. there, so it's not, I think that's There's stuff, right? There, there is stuff, <laughs> but we have to go back to scripture. And the very first person who was healed was the man who had the legs. He had, I don't know if he had short legs, broken legs, dis- you know, disfigured legs. I don't know. But he was sitting and, and Jesus looked at him. And he says, what is it that you want? He says, if it's your will, then for my legs to be healed. And he said, it is. It is my will. It right. is my will to heal. That was it. And, you know, it 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 talks, you know, it says that... All the miracles that Jesus did could not be written because it would be thousands and thousands of books, I think is what it right. says, right? So, you know, sometimes we have to, we have to think about some of the things like there were, I believe that the, the purpose of the stories that were chosen for the Bible is to show the different ways that Jesus healed. Some were the faith of others, Right. Some were the faith of of, of friends. Some was their Mm -hmm. own faith. Right. Some of it was persistence, persistence, Mm -hmm. like the woman who was saying, look, hey, (laughs) you know, I mean, persistence pays off. I can I can tell you that from a personal place. You know, there have been things that I have contended for. And, um, and I, you know, basically was at the hem of the Lord's robe and I was shaking it for 20 minutes until, (laughs) until I felt, okay, he, uh, he hears me and it wasn't to be disrespectful, but I wanted his attention, you know, and it says go boldly before the the throne room. You know, we have to, yeah, we have to go like kids. He's our daddy and he loves us. And I think that there is, and, and, and you know, you, you have a kid, so like, Think about it when your child approaches you and they're bold about something and they've already decided that this is something they really want to do because they have decided, you know, you, you take a very different approach to it and nine times out of 10, you agree with them and say, okay, right. Right? And I think that's what we have to understand is that if it is God's will to heal, Because the mandate that Jesus gave to to the apostles were, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover.
1: Right. And it's his will. It's his nature. It's his good pleasure. He's always willing to do it. It's who he
0: is. That's right. But it it didn't say in the scripture, sometimes.
1: Right. It doesn't
0: say maybe. It, It doesn't say if I'm in a good mood. If they're if they're uh, good people, if right. they're holy, I mean, it doesn't say it. It says, right. "You shall go out and lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover." Simple.
1: Do you know what I found, Lisa? Is that and this might stretch some listeners? You know, uh, I, and Jesus said, "You will do these works and greater." That's right. But what I found, Lisa, if you believe in what you're saying. It will happen, and I believe when I speak at someone, and I tell this thing to do what it's there's no doubt it has to listen to me. Now I haven't seen everything move. I'm still growing into that place, and God has to. If I saw everything I I prayed for move, I don't know if I'd be ready for the line at my door. Mm, you know, He's building yeah. character. He's building everything that needs to meet that time. But your words carry the power of life. That's right. absolutely do.
0: And what you agree with. That's it. What you agree with. Look, if you think that God is giving you something because he is he is giving you this to because it's going to draw you closer to him or like, seriously, that's a mean daddy. That's a mean right. daddy. Like, why would somebody give somebody, you know, blindness? Oh, well, it's going to draw you closer to your father. No, it's not. That's mean. No, it's not. <laughs>
1: that's, that's mean. That's a manipulative father. <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on now. That's that's not who he is. The reason, yeah. that, you know, and, and look, there were also, there were things that happened where the disciples were saying, well, why why was this person, you know, why did this person have this? Was it because of the father's sins or because of their sins? And Jesus no. said it was for the glory of God.
1: So- <laughs> Lisa, I, I'm in a Christian bookstore, uh-huh. minding my own business, and Holy Spirit speaks to me. There were two ladies, and uh, He says, "I want you to go over and pray for these two ladies." So I approach them. I said, "Hi, how are you?" Oh, wonderful! How? I said, "Listen, God is telling me that you both have pain in your body and that you need prayer." And they look at me and they go, "Oh, we do, but..." But God has given us this pain, and, and, and it's ours. We offer it up for people, for their souls. I said, oh, okay, you're this religion. Oh, yes, we are. I said, well, listen, God has just spoken to me, and I used to be part of that religion. And he has told me that you both have pain. And how could I know that unless the other part also was true, that he wants to take it? May I pray. So one woman lets me pray, boom, God falls on her. All of her pain, she, it's all gone. <laughs> she turns to her friend, it's all gone. Her friend immediately, take mine too. <laughs> it <laughs> was right. so cute. Yeah. And, and, and he took hers, and then we started their, their mindsets, what they had been taught in that bookstore was reversed, mm. immediately erased, and we started praying for their whole families. That's, That's it. Awesome.
0: Well, you know, God doesn't God wants us to to love him. And he wants us to love him because we want to love him not because Mm. we're forced to love him, not because we feel we have to love him, but because we really just love him because he is good, because he is faithful. He will protect us. I mean, somebody was, um, I think it was Ryan Lestrange on Facebook, who has a great Mm -hmm. ministry. He did a video and he was talking about how we have to claim the Psalm 91, and, you know, Psalm 91 is one of those prayers that, that David said, and he just really, it talks about like the protection and the covering of what God does for his children. And in fact, I'm, I'm just going to read just, just a little bit in Psalm 91, because it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You see, when we start to use scripture, when it, when it says that he will save you, when he says that he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge, that his faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. Like when you start to read these things, like, yes, it was written for David, but it's given to us. It's given to us because we are his children, that we have a father who will we can hide underneath his wings, that he will protect us from the things. I mean, there I have I have seen God protect me in many, many ways, and he has. But I think just recently, and I've I've kind of shared this, but um while driving down a major highway during rush hour traffic, my front driver's side tire flew off of my car doing 65 miles an hour and I was able everybody kind of and I had cars to the left to the right to the front to the back there were cars everywhere it was it was rush hour traffic that tire did not hit or hurt anybody and they were shocked The, the 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 police officer the highway patrol officer, and also the guy who come, came and towed my car, both people who came and towed my car, because one came to see if he could kind of change the tire. And then he realized, oh, wait, no, there's no tire. But <laughs> but the other one, he was like, I I have come to so many accidents where the tire has gone through the windshield or has stopped. I mean, just horrible, horrible things. So not only was God protecting me because if something would have happened to somebody else because of something that happened to me, I would have been so hurt, you know, right. but, but he protected me and I, I had complete and total control of the car. And and that song by Carrie Underwood, Jesus takes the wheel. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus took the wheel. Because I still, to, I still do not know, because my husband has asked me, how were you able to control driving? Because the entire tire, including the rim, so I was just on the axle. How was I able to right, right. get to, because I was in the center lane, get into the right lane and then get into the shoulder safely? Doing 65 miles an hour. Yeah. and That's God. That is God. Because he loves me. And I said that to my husband. I said, look, he loves me, so he's going to protect me. And I think that's, that's, that's the assurance. But that's not just for me. That's for everybody. It's just that everybody. when you when you believe it, when you believe it, then you're going to see it. And I think that's what God is trying to do right now. And I see this healing manifesting in such bigger ways. And I can't wait until the day that we start raising the dead because it is coming, folks. It is coming. It is definitely coming. And I have to ask Sean, I don't believe you have yet, but I, I know it's coming soon. I know that you're going to raise someone from the dead.
1: Well, I've been able to try three times so far, and uh, but it's coming. It is coming. I know Yeah, that it's coming.
0: And, and, and so, you know, there's, there are some, there are certain things, you know, because I've, I've spoken to some people and I, I've talked to some people and, you know, sometimes it really is about free will because if, I believe it was Smith Wigglesworth going back to him. And if you, if you guys don't know who Smith Wigglesworth is, he was, he was a plumber who got filled with the Holy Spirit and started these cra- doing crazy miracles. Crazy miracles, and he st- and And I think he just like s- didn't he start like revival? And, and I think you read his book, Sean, right?
1: Oh, he's yes, he started revival. Uh, the, the miracles were, uh, 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 they're amazing. They're just amazing.
0: Well, wasn't there um, a point that his wife died and he <laughs> raised her back from the dead?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard, heard about that. I
0: don't know if it was. Oh. I don't know if. Yeah, it's definitely Smith. And she got mad. She got mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and she said, if I go, you let me go. She was really angry that, that she was brought back. Yeah. Oh, you wow. know. hmm oh. Yep. So it's either either it was Smith Wigglesworth who raised her or it was the wife who tried to raise Smith. But I know it was one of them. And I'll have I'll have to look it up. But um, yeah, they were angry. So it does have to do with free will. But, you know, when you listen to these um, people who've had these near death experiences, you know, they they have heard from the father and they have, have heard it is not your time yet. Some people have heard that, or some people are like, I'd like to go back, you know, because some people get a choice, you know, but there are some, it's like, no, you need to go back. I mean, the the little boy from, um, um, heaven is for real, you know, he didn't want to come back, but, but, but God said to him, no, you have to go back for your dad. You have to go back for your dad because your dad has asked, you know, So Mm -hmm. it's, but it's going to come to a a place where people, you know, just like, just like what you do, you know, if you need some healing, text me, message me, I'll be at this mall, whatever. It's going to be like, if somebody died, text me, message me. (laughs) I'll be at the mall, bring, just have the funeral car come by. We'll, we'll raise them up.
1: Unfortunately, Lisa, I I still think that most people are just so jaded or have been, just have heard every line that there is, that how can this possibly be true? And I just keep doing it. I just keep putting it out there. And the ones that do come, 90% of them walk away instantly healed. And I kid you not. It's a high number, and it sounds like outrageous, but it's so true.
0: Well, I mean— Again, go back to some of the forefathers who did this, who operated in this gifting. I mean, look at Peter. You know, Peter had right. an incredible healing ministry. Everybody got healed around Peter. They just right. laid in the streets. Seriously now. Right. You know, right. oh Peter's coming at 12. Okay, go out to the street. Done. You know, right. that was it. But they and and they didn't think that Peter was a god. They knew no. that it was what he carried. And, and just like, you know, people have, um, have taken handkerchiefs, and I think you were kind of talking about like how you can take a handkerchief and pray over the handkerchief and send the handkerchief because the anointing um, can get transferred into, into pieces of, of clothing.
1: You know, Lisa, when this first started and I started learning about that, I would, at work, being a nurse, I would pray into the plastic spoons that I would give uh, patients their medicine with. And other people that I worked with, I I'd, I'd, I'd say, are you sick? Watch this. Do you want to feel God? I said, and I would command the spoon to take the healing anointing of Jesus into it fully, and I would give it to these people, and I'd just hold it, and some of them would throw it because the power coming out of it was so so incredible that they they were freaked out.
0: That's awesome.
1: It, it is amazing
0: that that's that's a whole new thing for a spoonful of sugar boy. Yeah, you That's some go down. That is <laughs> that is awesome. And so there have been saints. There were saints that um that actually were able like their garments, you know, um, right. that were able to uh there, there was one saint that uh, I'm trying to think of his name, but um he would Women would get pregnant if they touched his garment. Women who could not oh. conceive. Yeah, that, that. and it's true. Oh. It's, in, it's here in New Jersey. There's a church, St. Lucie's Church. And I think it's St. Gerard. I think that's who it is. So mm. this saint, apparently what happened is there, back in, I don't know, 1800, something like that, this man had his cloak and this woman and he was visiting this town during labor He left his cloak, he left, and and he left his cloak accidentally. So during labor, she asked for for the cloak to be put on top of her she was dying during labor and because and once the cloak hit her the baby came out and everything was fine and so what they started to do is they started to realize that anybody who touched the cloth if they couldn't get pregnant they would actually start getting pregnant So then they cut up the cloth into little pieces and they start sending it out all over the place so there's a there so it's very interesting so i had a friend who they couldn't get pregnant and so they're like oh we're gonna go to saint lucy's i'm like well it's there and they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna go and get touched by the cloth so they they keep it in this like golden scepter thing you know you can't touch the cloth because you know no 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 it has to be protected and um and so what the priest does is you make an appointment and he comes and he prays over you and he lets and he touches you with the scepter that has the cloth inside of it and guess yeah everybody that has been has gone has gotten pregnant yep that's cool isn't that cool you know, yeah. and, and people are like, "Oh, it's because." Of... No, no, no. It's Jesus. it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's always been Jesus. And I think
1: it's all about Jesus.
0: It's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. And because <laughs> of Jesus, we can do these cool things. And and I encourage you guys, if you're listening, listen. Laying hands on somebody is just basically putting your hands out and just saying, "Lord, just touch them. Use me." to touch them. Let me be your hands and your feet. Let me do the work for you. That's it. It's a very simple prayer. And you're going to be shocked at the things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the, I, and I've read some books where some people prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed over people and they just... Nobody got healed for a while, but God was persistent and he kept doing it. They kept doing it. And then all of a sudden they had, they hit like a well. And then all of a sudden it was like a gusher and then everybody was getting healed. And then there are some people like you, Sean, who you just step out and you go, we can do this. Cool. And you just step out and start doing it. And you just, the first person you prayed for, that's it. They just start getting healed. And I think that, what you do by taking things to the streets and to the malls and through Facebook. Now that, um, now if somebody wants to connect with you, is the best way to connect with you is through Facebook?
1: Uh, the quickest way is through Facebook or my, my telephone number. I, I always put it out there and I say, you know, just let it go to voicemail and I will get back to you as soon as I can, because I I work full-time, and I have a lot of calls that come in. I'm sure you do. A lot of text messages.
0: I'm sure you do. And so if you guys want to get in touch with Sean, it's Sean Hurley. It's S. H-A-W-N, and it's Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y. So, and you can find him on Facebook. You can also go to my Facebook page. I'll, I'll try to see if I can figure out a way to attach it maybe so that you guys can connect. But you can message him. You can message me. I can also connect you with Sean that way. But, um, but Happy Hands Ministry is such a... Apropos name for what you do because you are happy to lay hands on anybody.
1: <laughs> it's it's true. The Holy Spirit, when I was up in my prayer room, He actually gave me that name uh, because I am happy and they're happy when they get healed, and um He, he just led me through that whole process of, of forming the ministry, and uh, it was incredible.
0: That is so it, it was cool. Good. That is so cool. So I just have to ask, like, what um, what do you feel that God is going to be doing with you in the next in in, in the next year?
1: Because
0: um, I see a book. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the Holy Spirit has put the book on my heart, and I have the book everywhere, and I started writing. Okay. Um, He's put that on my heart, and um, so there's that, and I want to actually have a place. Where people can go, and you know, almost like a, uh, you know, like a church. I'm, a, you know, I just want them to come to a building where they can get healed, get the truth about who they are, and and get loved. Just come and be loved, and that's that's my my plan, um, and still to continue to travel wherever I can to uh, to get to people, but the book. That. And and I think that in this next year, I'm going, I just feel Holy Spirit growing me more and more in love. And the, and the miracles are just even going to get, more people are going to come because the miracles are even going to get greater.
0: I agree with uh, that's, that.
1: That's what I see.
0: Yeah. I actually see there, when uh, the Boston bombing happened and there were people who lost like arms and limbs and, and um, from the bombing. I actually had a vision of those people getting back their uh, their limbs. I actually saw a vision that somebody's going to pray over them and they're going to get back their limbs from something so destructive. I don't know if it's all you of know, them, but I, I have seen it.
1: I, I actually prayed for a man outside of a shelter the other night who had no leg. And he kind of laughed at me and made some jokes. and I said, eh, you know, if you... Eh, This is great because a lot of people are afraid to pray for people. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of nothing happening. If you just approach somebody with the attitude is, listen, I'm just going to love this person. I'm going to love them with prayer. And it makes it so much easier. I'm praying for this guy. He's got no leg. But I'm telling him as, as he's laughing at me, making jokes, I'm saying, listen, I'm just a bald guy with tattoos. I get it. That's all you see. But who lives inside of me is God. And this is nothing for him. He blew into a pile of dirt and out came a brain and nervous systems and a heart and blood, bones. He can do this to your leg in no time at all. The guy's looking at me and he goes, Okay. You can pray.
0: And and so did he get did he get some emotional he, healing?
1: he 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 i prayed for the leg, and the leg didn't grow and I thanked him for the honor of praying and uh, I said it can grow, and God can do it
0: yeah i mean i and, uh, I had this uh one pastor on um and uh he talked about how he when he approaches people, he says, "What do you want Jesus to do for you and the and this woman said that she wanted her eye to be restored because she fell and a, I think an ice pick went into it and so she lost all her vision and stuff and so he said okay and so he started to pray and he started to see he saw the whole eye being formed he saw the whole thing and what happened is that she actually said I don't believe it I don't believe it and it reversed oh. and, he, and he was oh. trying to tell her don't say that don't say that and she goes nope I don't believe it and it reversed. Be, yeah. And it wasn't because God took it from her. But, yeah. you know, the enemy came because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And so he just came and took it right back. But it's like... It's powerful. It's a, the, and we go back. We go back to kind of where we started, which is life and death is in the power of our tongue. Choose your words wisely. Listen to what's being said to you and pick and choose what is truth and what is just somebody's thoughts because I think that's going to make that's going to make a big difference you know you know just ask Jesus Jesus what do you want to do with this person how do you want to bless them because Jesus wants to bless people so maybe maybe it's not for healing at that particular moment and he'll just say Mm -hmm. just go give him a word but from that word can come healing
1: Absolutely,
0: because sometimes Absolutely. the words that we've given to somebody it just breaks them, and you're like, "But the, what the hell?" I mean, I remember one time I was I was with somebody, and I I I saw the Brady Bunch of all things. I was like, mm-hmm. "Did you wish that your family was like the Brady Bunch?" And it broke her; she started crying. But but the Lord used that because it was something so special to her that God used it to help heal the thoughts and the fears that she had about that. Does God hear her? And it was like such a, it was, it was so good. So I I just, I just think that what you do, Sean, I just think it's incredible. I think you are such a blessing to the body. I think that you are just, you've only, like you were saying earlier, you've only hit the tip of your iceberg because the things that are coming your way are just going to be incredible.
1: Yeah, God is God is going to do so many things. You know how you just you just feel that it's it's just right around the corner where it's all just gonna. Because my passion is like we talked about. I want to see everyone healed. I want to see them all out of the wheelchairs. I mean, I've seen eyes open, ears opened. I mean, all kinds of things. It's just I I just want. Everyone to be restored and give their lives to God.
0: Yes. Yes. And because he just wants them back, he's coming back for yeah. his kids. That's exactly what he's coming back for. So, um, like I said, if you guys want to get in touch with Sean, you can find him on Facebook. You can message him. You can also find him. You can also message me, or you can even send me an email: uh, Lisa at TouchByPrayer dot com. I will definitely get the message to Sean. He's working diligently on getting a website up. Um, so, you know, pray for him. Pray for him on that—that that his website comes. Um, also, pray for him. Like, Like, um, and and if you guys feel so encouraged that you would like to, you know, gift him to help to sow a seed into, you know, finding a place, you know, you can also message me and I'll I'll give you his PayPal account information. And you can just send stuff to him through um, through that, because I I think that uh, it's coming. I actually see for you, Sean, I kind of see like a community center. That's what I say it's like a community center it's not a church it's like a community center so i don't know if it's an old jewish community center or something that's been abandoned but that's what i, I keep seeing cuz it's a place of instruction and it's a place of freedom but more more importantly it's a, a, a place of love so and i think that that happy hands ministry is going to have something to do with the place you know and it's it's going to be so non churchy that people won't be intimidated to come in nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, you know, um, and I, I just bless you. I bless you and your wife, Christina. You guys are just awesome. You guys do amazing things. You guys open up your house to people. You pray for people. You spend your afternoons when you're not working, you know, just being the hands and the feet. So God bless you. Thank you so much for, for just being such a, um, such a, a good son. That's really what I want to say. It's a good son. Oh,
1: thank you, Lisa.
0: Thank you. God is good. <laughs> he is. is He's good. a good daddy. So, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you guys were blessed by hearing Sean's testimony. He's an amazing, amazing guy. Remember, you can always uh, find him through me or through Facebook. So, you know, definitely do so. So, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on Touch by Prayer. This has been such a this has been such a blast uh, spending some time with you. And I just want to just uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you guys have been blessed by that. Just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.